Welcome to the realm of the fantasy, guys, where we chat all things AFL fantasy classic and wipe the tears from Chris's face. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. The uh, weekend did not turn out quite the way you had in mind. No, it did not. It started okay. Look, first up, I'm only here in our the box at Fantasy God Field doing this podcast because I am contractually obligated to do so. That's the only reason I'm here. And you know that I would have beamed you up, Chrissy, if you hadn't have turned up. That's right. So I'm here. Let's get this over and done with. Uh, yeah, so I was in the grand final of our league, the Dog's Breakfast, playing for the Dog's Breakfast Bowl, wanting to get my name engraved on that. And it looked like it might be mine. It was going my way, little bit by little bit. Then it turned... And boy, did it turn. Yeah. So you were up 245 points, I think it was. Yeah, going into today. Yeah. And the other team had two point of differences. Who were their point of differences? Beams, who went on and scored 119, leaving Cornelio 126 to get. Uh, he's only gone over like 123 twice this year, I think it was. So I felt reasonably confident. And the first thing that he did, as soon as the game started, he got a cheap goal. And I went, oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> what a start. Straight away. Bang, goal, nine points. And I'm like, oh. And he just, it kept happening. And he pumped out 152 points. And David's one hit wonders, one in a canter. <sighs> I hate that guy, Cornelio. I hate him. I'm glad you pointed out Cornelio there. I thought you were saying David. No, no, David, congratulations. You know, better team won. I was hoping it was going to be the underdog. But, um, oh, Cornelio, I'm so sick of that guy. He's been your Lex Luthor all year. He has. So I was thinking, you know, like I've changed my name, my team name once this year already from the christening to Krisky business. Maybe I could change it to the I Hate Cornelio <laughs> Club. What about that for a club name? Yeah, you should definitely start next year with it. Can you change your team name now? You should just change it now. <laughs> oh, might be too late. All the lockout might be done. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, better than that. Better than that. Um, we Instead of calling it the dog's breakfast, we should maybe change the name. I'm the commissioner. I rule over this league. We could change the name to the, you know, I hate Cornelio League or or even better still, let's start a whole spin-off mm. competition where Cornelio doesn't factor. He's not, in, not involved. So it's a cogless... <laughs> Fantasy League. <laughs> He's a band player. Yeah, if you've got him in, you just score zero. <laughs> I reckon I'm not alone. I reckon there's like two types of people in fantasy at the moment. I don't think I'm alone. I think there's the people who had Cornelio and the people who didn't, and that made a difference in a lot of grand finals. No, oh, it would have to have. So there's this division, and I think the rest of us should just start off a spin-off competition <laughs> next year that doesn't involve Cornelio. Uh, well, I'm not in your league. I had Cogs. Go, Cogs. You legend. Yeah, and that helped you beat my score again. Did it? Yes. Coming home in a canter, I am. I had you covered and then he's 152. Bang. What did you score, Nick? Oh, I scored 26-20, Chris. That's a monster score. 26-20, that's an Andy score. Yep. That's my highest score for the year, which I suppose is what we'd be expecting to score, you know, 44 trades done, but I'll take it. <laughs> I scored 25.96. 25.96. Nearly got to 26. A tackle short of 26. Yeah. But more importantly, you know, 25 or whatever short of David. One hit wonders. 
<sighs> yep. So where did you finish the year rankings-wise, Chris? You've been climbing all season. Yeah, 9,300 and something. Yep. So you got inside that 10,000, which is where you wanted. I wanted the bowl. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to win the grand final. Nothing else mattered. Got greedy towards the end. Where did you finish ranking? I ended on 5,271 for me. So that's that's a solid year. I'll take that. Um, and what about for this week? Who was your demigod, your player that stood up and had you feeling like you're in with a shot of winning the Dogs Bowl? Well, I mean, there was a point in the game where, where Cripps was on like six points and then went off the field, injured, bad knee, and I was like, ah, it's all over. Game Throw over. in the towel. And then I went, no, 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 Billy G. Johnson. I know he wasn't talking to me last time we had a chat, but um, yeah, I went and rap, rapped on his door and said, Billy, do you want to hear what he said? Tell me. Okay. Well, I, you know that I carry around the portable recorder everywhere I go. I know that. Right. Because you're a psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll just play how it went because he, he actually, um, he forgave me. And uh, so he, anyway, here it is. Billy. Billy. Are you there, Billy? Hey there, Chris. What are you doing back in my ranch? Billy, I was... I know, I know we left things, um, you know, not too good last time, but I was hoping you're a man of forgiveness and, and Crips, Crips, I need Crips. He's hurt, man. Can you do something? Well, you know how it is for me, Chris. So long as you come bearing gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and mostly gold, but uh, I will accept your groveling apologies. How about these bits of gold? Will they do? Now you're talking my language. And I'm sorry, Billy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please, please help me with Crips. Get him back on the field. I am a man of the cloth, so I do accept forgiveness. <sighs> Thank you, Billy. I owe you one. Come back whenever you have any more money. That was my chat with Billy, Nick. Sounds like a top bloke. So, yeah, um, Cripps got back on the field and scored 120, got me back in the game, and I was looking good. Uh, then I lost the grand final, so I don't care about that. So I'm giving my um, giving my demigod to McRae, 190 mm. points. Wish I'd captained him. Yeah, why didn't you? Who did you captain? Grundy. Yeah, okay. Well, he did well, though. Because mm. I, I did the big move. Mm. I traded Tom Mitchell out, right? Did that big move, that big risky move. Tom Mitchell out. And I brought in Dangerfield and I brought in Crouch. Crouch didn't do great, but Crouch was to cancel out David's Crouch because uh, he had Crouch. And uh, and I captained Grundy. So I did the the bold and smart thing. Unfortunately, David did the same thing. He traded Tom Mitchell out, brought in Dangerfield, and uh, who else? Oh, I think he brought in Beams. And yeah. So. Yeah, well. So his choice of Beams over Crouch is pretty much the difference of your grand final. That's right. You'd be glad you brought in danger, though. Yeah, if I didn't, <laughs> that would have been trouble. Yeah, 158. Legend. Mm. Who was your demigod? Well, so, like, there's a few players that scored really well, like, you know, McRae, 190, and uh, Devin Smith, 142, and Dangerfield, 158, and Cornelio, 152, uh, Rory Laird, 138. But um, 
like I like giving it to someone who was a unique in like so I was playing in a grand final and so you're, you're looking at who the unique players are and all of those guys were in both our teams so the guy who really mm. stood up who hasn't always but you know I traded him out at one point this year but he showed that he got the message that what he was doing wasn't good enough he upped his game and uh, so I brought him back in my team and he's been brilliant ever since. So Jake Lloyd, 126. He's been really solid um, down back the second half of this mm. year. And I reckon he's someone that we should all be very seriously thinking about starting next year with. Okay. He'll still be a defender, won't he? Yeah, oh, Lloyd, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon he's uh, he's pretty close to being a lock for me to start with him next year, I reckon. Um, what about your sacrifice? Who are you chucking off the edge of the abyss? <sighs> Well, uh, how do we sacrifice him this week? Just don't invite him on the um, on the postseason trip. I guess they get left on the side of the road. No, no, no. Invite them on the postseason trip. All oh, right, and sacrifice them there. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, so you've gone to some exotic location. Yeah. yeah. You strap them to a telegraph pole somewhere, and then don't bring him home. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do that. There you go. All right. Well, Whitfield will be left on his own. Naked, strapped to a pole. Ooh, so, yeah. 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 He's been really good too. He's been amazing. But 51, that that was my lowest score, well, apart from, you know, Buddy not playing and being a laid out. But I had some cover. But anyway, so that was my, my lowest score. And to fall four points short of 2,600, I'm blaming him. Yeah. Who's yours? Oh, one thing I just remembered, Chris. Hmm. So the player that David would have traded out to get Beams would have been Luke Parker, am I right? Uh, no. No, he held Parker. Oh, wasn't Parker a laid out? Yeah, which looked really good for me. Are you just bringing this up? You know the story and you're just bringing this up to rub this in? No, I didn't realise that. So who was his cover on the bench for Luke Parker? None other than Paulson, who's averaging like 28 for the season, mm. 28 points. And I said, oh, I said, if Paulson can have like the best day of his life and score like 60, I said to David, then you, you might still be in it. Yeah. And that's double what he's been averaging. I know. Second top scored for Carlton for that game. What? 89 points. Wow. I think he gave uh, Paulson the equivalent of the Norm Smith medal for our grand final. Deservedly. 89 points. That or Cornelio, they were, they were both, you know. They both won it for him. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm done. No, I'll bet. All right, we'll, we'll jump on to my sacrifice then. Please. This guy's been my sacrifice for it feels like six weeks straight since I brought him in. Mm. Joel Bloody Selwood, 75 again. He has been pathetic. So I brought him in, what, seven weeks ago, and in those mm. seven weeks he's had six scores under 90 and, what, four scores under 75. He's just a loser. <laughs> so much for having, you know, good end of the season, which people talk about him all the time. <sighs> he was the one Geelong player I shouldn't have brought in. All the rest were good. Joel Selwood, get ready to be strapped to a telegraph pole in Tahiti. <laughs> all right. So I was in three grand finals, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. How'd the other turn out? Did you win any of the others? Yeah, I did. Oh, good. Because you got a decent score. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I won the realm of the fantasy devils league. I haven't even had a look to see if I won the, the bottom half final in the realm of the fantasy gods. Um, but yeah, I beat the top cats by 15 points and you were in the realm of the fantasy gods grand final. 
How did you go? How did I go? Who was I playing? I was playing Khan the Dons, wasn't I? You were, yeah. Let me bring this up. Realm of the Fantasy Gods finals. I mean, should you should remember you were there coaching the team, right? You should remember how you went, right? Well, once once the game starts, there's not much a coach can do. They just like sit in the box and smash telephones, don't they? Yep. Um, oh, I won. I won by 90 points. 26-20 to 25-30. Woo! Time to celebrate. Realm of the Fantasy Gods League, that's mine. Uh, Realm of the Fantasy Devils, that's mine. So they were, they were the two head-to-head leagues we opened up to the public. Yep. And we took out both of them, Nick. We took them out. Yeah, high five. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we took it. Yeah. So um, thank. I just want to thank the public for coming and come back next year. <laughs> there you go. We're okay at this game then. Don't beat ourselves up too much. <sighs> yeah. So but how, what about the Realm of the Fantasy Gods overall league though? Because this one's special. This is the important one. Yeah. It's for a lock of Gary Ablett's hair. Look at that. It's wavy. That's a lot of hair. So, um, yeah, so it was a fight between uh, Andy, who got another good 2,600 score this week, Pugwash, who also got up there over 2.6, and the Anticrow, who also got up there over 2.6. So the positions didn't change. And it goes to the Anticrow. He wins the Realm of the Fantasy Gods overall league. Well done. Fireworks. So we'll have to get his uh, postal address and get that hair off to him. Get in contact with this anti-crow. Otherwise, uh, Gary Ablett's hair will just sit with me. And that's fine by me. So actually, so will the dog's bowl. David, if you don't want to get in contact with me either, that's fine too. I'll have the dog bowl and Gary Ablett's hair. (laughs) All right. What's next to talk about, Nick? So looking back over the entire season, let's look at our best and fairest awards. So the christenings, best and fairest. Or Crisky Businesses. Sorry, Chris. Uh, oh, no, sorry. It's the I Hate Cornelio Club. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> I guess you're not going to give it to Cornelio then. Um, yeah, so who is your best and fairest for your club? Like you could give it to like a Tom Mitchell or something like that, but that's boring. So someone that was a bit of a unique pick. Oh, okay. Yep. Who was solid. You'd probably want it to be the whole season through, wouldn't you? Someone you started with. I looked at two players that I started with. Uh, or at least got one in right near the start. I can't remember if he was there from round one or not. Uh, he might have been. But um, Gorn and Smith. So they're, they're in the running for players that I started with and held right through mm-hmm. and, and were fantastic. Uh, a player that I brought in partway through the season and at least not too late to be considered for this award. Because, you know, I could if, if I go, oh, who's averaged the most for me, you know, since they've been in my team, it's probably someone like McRae, you know, but he's only been there for a very short time. So he, he doesn't mm. quite count. But yep. Brayshaw, Brayshaw in, in the back line. Yeah. He's been a fantastic pick. But you know what? And, and it's my fault. It's my fault. Ooh, what's your fault? That I don't still have this guy. That I don't still have him in my team. Well, Brayshaw? No, 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 not Brayshaw. I've still got Brayshaw, but who I'm going to give it to. So those guys all all figured and they counted, but they didn't. The best and fairest, also the best and fairest first-year player for my team, and and I betrayed him and let him go just a little, just a couple of weeks early, just in the last couple of weeks he's gone, but he kept pumping out those scores. Tim Kelly. Oh. You wanted someone unique? Tim Kelly. Yeah. 
Okay. How much money did he make me? How much money did he make me? How many points did he get me through all of that time? Uh, there were times when I, you know, needed, he was, I just had this one rookie left and it was him, you know, and he, he came through, you know, so. Yeah. If you wanted someone unique, you know, I think Gorn, Smith, Brayshaw, they're, they're the, the three premiums that I could give it to, but I'm going to chuck it Tim Kelly's way. Yeah, well done, Tim Kelly. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I, yeah, I offloaded him too early, as it turns out. He's like one of my big regrets. Yeah. Him and Fritch are two of my big regrets this year. Like, they both would yeah. have earned another couple of hundred thousand dollars after I traded them out the bastards. Your best and fairest for the Rainbow Butt Monkeys. The Rainbow Butt Monkeys best and fairest came down to five players, Chris. So these are players that I had from the very start of the year and who all excelled the whole season, really. So we've got Rory Laird in the back line. Well done, Rory Laird. What do you average? 100, 107.8. That's beautiful for a defender. Thank you very much. Tom Mitchell, of course, who I kept him this week just because I... I, I don't even know why, just because I did. 129, he averaged. Maxi Gorn, of course, averaged 111 and was underpriced coming into the season. So well done, Maxi Gorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the guy that I was most impressed with, who if we weren't talking about uniques or anything like that, then I'd give it to him. But Devin Smith, 106 he averaged. And like he started the season priced at 500,000 or something like that. So that's brilliant. But... Mm. Um, everyone had him, so I'm not going to give it to him. Bad luck. The person I am going to give it to is someone I started the season with and pat myself on the back. Was a little bit of a unique. Someone who you hate. Stephen Canelio. Averaged 110 points for the season. Started the year off with a bang with 146. Ended the year with a bang with 150, whatever the hell. He's a guy that I was pretty pleased with myself for picking Cornelio, and uh, he certainly repaid the faith. I hate him. Well done, Stephen Cornelio. If you want to join the I Hate Cornelio <laughs> Club, I'll put post details. Uh, we can meet regularly and, I don't know, um, swap curses, all sorts of things. So, yeah. So you won't be looking to start oh. the season with him next year? I have to. Chris has quit his own league already I can't go through another year Yeah, he's probably going to be the first pick, right? Surely Yeah, Aaron says, get Cornelio in Yep, thanks Aaron I'm going to have to next year Because otherwise this hate is going to eat me up And it will, you know I'll have no soul left by the end Yeah, so on that Talking about, you know Are you going to start with Cornelio? Who are the premiums that you will be looking at starting 2019 with? Um, Go through every line. In defense. All right. Doherty. Oh, of course. I don't even think of Doherty. Yeah, good one. Yeah, you'll be back by then. So hang on. So you will, even though he's been out for a whole year? Definitely start with him? Oh, well, he'll he'll be too highly priced probably, but looking forward to having, you know. So we'll see. You might want to give him a few weeks to see what you think, but. He should be good. He'll get a discount. Um, who would I like to start in def- in defence? Well, I don't, I don't know if Brayshaw is going to keep his defensive status, will he? He might end up just getting mid. He's been playing a lot of midfield the last few weeks. Yep. So I would love to be able to start with Brayshaw because he's just pumping out huge scores. Mm. Defenders, defenders. Because Whitfield and Lloyd, they're still going to be named as defenders starting next year. Whitfield will? 
yeah, he's been playing enough defense. He's been sweeping up down there. So, yeah, I like your Lloyd option. I really do. Yeah, because he'll, he'll get – he's a good one to start with. And ever-reliable Laird. He's, he's got – yeah, Laird, Lloyd, Doherty will be one to look out for. Hmm. What about you? Is that all you can think of? No, I had Yo as well. Yo is one that I would definitely think of starting with. And I'd think of starting with Whitfield as well. I didn't even consider that he might be a defender next year. Yeah, so Yo, Whitfield, Lloyd, Laird, Doherty, they'd be the five I'd look at. Yeah, hopefully Yo still gets his defensive status. Oh, doesn't he play defender? Well, when he gets his high scores, he's often being thrown all over the ground and thrown into the midfield, but he does spend time in defense, but that's he's, that's usually when he's <laughs> getting a slightly lower score. Okay. Yeah, hopefully he'll be named. I, I don't know, but um, I mean, we, we made a lot of money off rookie defenders this year. Yeah, yeah. The, but we ended up, at the end of this year, there was just a set five, maybe six defenders that everyone had and everyone had to have. They were the best by far. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can't start with all of them. But, um, yeah, so... That, so you wouldn't look at Sicily? Oh, Sicily. Ah, yeah. I wonder what I wonder what he's... Um, he might get named Defender again next year. We'll have to wait and see. Well, he's not going to be named a midfielder. No, he, he, he was a Defender forward. Um, well, in the only game that I watched him play, Chris, down at Utah Stadium, he was definitely a Defender. So take that, champion data. <laughs> Yeah, but they added forward status to him at at some point in the year because he was playing a bunch forward. So if he was yeah. playing too much forward, then that's what he might get next year. All right, jump on a midfield. All right, who do I want to start with? McRae. All right, so yeah. you're definitely, definitely starting with McRae? I'm not going to start with Tom Mitchell. He's going to be way too much money. <laughs> you won't start with him? No. Wow. I'll wait for him to come down. I will not start. With Tom Mitchell, I don't reckon that's that's my call at the moment. I I dropped him. I dropped him for my grand final, and I'm not going to pick him up until he drops in price. Yeah, good luck with that. But you've said you said this at the start of the year, Nick. That you know, like I did. This is about maths, you know. So he wasn't meant to be able to break his own record, but he he broke. He did break his own record this year. Possessions throughout the whole year. So he, can he do it again? Will he actually? Break that record again? I don't know. I I don't think so. I think he has to come down in price. They're, people have been tagging him. So you reckon McRae is a better starting yep. player than Mitchell next year? Yep. Interesting. Interesting. And the other player I'm definitely having right from the start would be Cornelio. There's <laughs> 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 someone else who would definitely be starting with Cornelio. Yeah, David, he's even starting the I Love Cogs Club. Yep. <sighs> uh, no, who else would I start with? I, I I don't want any, you know, I don't want any players that are going to go down with injury. You know, I want players that are going to play every game all the way through. So, I'm actually, yeah, Cripps was the other one for me. Cripps, McRae, uh, and Cornelio, I guess. They're the three players. They're my three premium midfielders that I want to start the year with. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Who have you got? All right. Here's a couple more for you. So, mm -hmm. yeah, Mitchell and McRae. Um, Merritt, because he is first half of the year will lower his starting price, whereas the second half of the year he was, I mean, he wasn't back to his scoring 130s every week, but he was, yeah, mm. he was averaging 115 or 120, which is lovely. Uh, Matt mm. Crouch is another one I'd look at. Yeah, for sure. Nat Fife. 
<laughs> now you're on the Fife train. Well, because he might be a little bit underpriced starting next year. Yeah, yeah. That's what I look for. Players are going to be starting a little bit underpriced. Hanabry will be underpriced. Do you want Hanabry? Not to start with. All right. <laughs> Let's see if he's healthy. Like, watch those preseason games. If yeah, he's yeah. running through the midfield and he's racking up, then yeah, absolutely, because he'll be only, you know, $400,000 or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. But See, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting, like, you know, Liberatore in or something because he'll be back from injury like he was at the start of this year before he went down with injury again. So he'll be pretty cheap, and I like the players that tackle. So I really like Liberatore, and I and I like the players like Cripps who just you know win so much of their own ball. And you're not starting with Liberatore, but we'll get to another we'll get to another tackler in the forward line very shortly. But anyway, yeah, go on with your premiums. There's someone else that David brought up who was on my list as well. I didn't mention him, but he was on my list. Um, so you mentioned Cripps. And David also has mentioned about Oliver. Ah, yeah. What do you reckon about starting with Oliver? I like it. He's he's a lot like Cripps. You, you just it's really hard to stop him. So I don't want these players that are susceptible to tags, and I don't think Oliver and or Cripps, you know, worry too much about that. They just keep going. And Cornelio being another. Yeah. 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 Good choice. So uh, Rux, will you be starting with a set and forget? Line yes. up next year, or will you be looking yes. for some underpriced players? No, Gorn and Grundy. Yep, that's it. Done. I'm not even thinking about it next year. <laughs> that's it. They'll be the best. They'll be the best all year. Really, nothing's going to change in, in that amount of time that's going to stop them from being one and two. They will both be bloody expensive, though. Having them two and McRae, they'll all be eight hundred thousand at least. Yeah, that's why I'm not getting Tom Mitchell because I, I want Gorn and Grundy. So I can't afford to get Tom as well. Yeah. It's just too much money. Forward line, Devin Smith with those tackles. He's what? Devin Smith. Will he be named as a forward, do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. Okay, cool. I hope so. He's a pressure forward. Uh, and Danger. You reckon Danger will start the year as a forward as well? Well, he finished the year as a forward. You know, I think there's a good chance that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I think they base it off the full season though, don't they? We'll have to wait and see, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, the ones I had written down, like if those other guys aren't named, like obviously if Dangerfield and Smith are named, then yeah, you'll pick them up. But if they're not, because mm. I didn't have them written down because I thought they wouldn't start off the year, is it? Uh, Westhoff, because he would definitely start the year as a forward. Yeah. And he's been as consistent as any other forward. Yeah, solid. And Dunkley was the other one that I had written down. Yeah, I don't think he'll start as a forward. Oh, don't you? No, because he finished the season. All these big scores was him going into the midfield. Now, he may go back to playing more as a forward next year when the Doggies get some more of their players back. Right. Uh, and he might pick up that forward status again, but I I don't think he'll start with it. What about Menegola? Is he likely to stay as a forward? Yeah, possibly, yeah. Maybe. But Hoff will stay as a forward for sure, yeah. Yeah, so I reckon Hoff might be the only obvious choice. All right. We'll see. Hopefully, Champion Data give us uh, a few more options. Well, hopefully. I'm hoping Champion Data will actually make the game a little bit harder. In what way? Because I think, you know, like we all ended the year with the same back line and very similar forward line and same rucks and, you know, at least there was some diversity at least in the midfield. But, um, like, we might get a couple of rule changes. Like, we might not have that fourth ruck spot. You know, that'll disappear. It might become a, a floating substitute or something. So what would what would you change if you could change anything? 
Well, we're all finishing with scores of 2,600 here at the end of the year. That seems, you know, 2,400 and 500 and 600 week after week for the last, since the buys, essentially. I mean, that's okay. It's fun. Uh, what would I change? I don't know what you could change to make it harder. Um, I just want to see some way of being able to change the game so that people's teams were less alike. Hmm. I don't know how you do that and do it fairly, you know, because we all seem to make very similar decisions because they're the smart decisions to make. Yeah. I think something that could help is changing whatever their magic number is so that prices rise and fall slower so that your prices aren't going up as quickly uh, because that way you you need to stay on your rookies longer and you wouldn't get to a complete team quite as quickly. Yeah. That could help. But it was a good year. Oh, yeah. But I do like finishing with scores of, you know, 2,600, looking through my team and going, he got a ton, he got a ton, he got a ton, he got a ton, he got a ton. You know, it's... There's some bloody big tons too, like 152 from Cornelio. Poor Chris. Oh well, there's always next year. What am I? What did I do wrong this time? What am I going to have to do to win it next year? The big league. What did you do wrong? Um, getting Buddy in to try and take me out. That was a mistake. Yeah, feels like you, I didn't do that much wrong when you finished with a score around two thousand six hundred in the grand final. When you no, you didn't do much wrong. You're in the grand final. It's like once finals roll up, it's coin flip. You know, there's a part of me that wishes I'd gone out in the first the first week of the finals, <laughs> then I wouldn't feel this pain. It wouldn't hurt so much, David. You don't know what you've done to me. <laughs> well, he does because he's watching. <laughs> well done, David. Yep, he's a D supporter. He was very happy today. His D's earned them earned themselves a home final. And Cogs, who was playing against them, racked up big time and helped him win his own grand final. Happy days for David. I'm so happy for you, David. (laughs) Uh, Poor Chris. Oh, I was just thinking. I know where I went wrong. I know what the worst decision was that I made all season. Yeah, what's that? I just figured it out. Playing this stupid game in the first place. (laughs) That was it. You make that mistake every year. So maybe I won't come back. Take that, AFL Fantasy Gods. You said you'd help us. Well, I got help from the Fantasy Devils because I won that league. I've got to remember, I've won a grand final. Yeah, it's called cognitive framing, Chris. (laughs) you just got to pretend that that's the thing you're aiming for the whole time. All right. Our contract, did it say that we were allowed up here in the realm of the Fantasy Gods just for this year and this season, or did we sign for further than that? Are we going on? We'll see what they offer us next year. Right, so we need to come up with a new covenant with the gods here. Uh, Well, I think given the quality of the product that we've created, Chris, I think they're going to have to up their offer. Yeah, yeah, I want some extra perks. That's right. Yeah, like, I mean, the chairs that we've got here in the private box, you know, like this one's like peeling. Yeah, right. You know, like they could do better. I want a recliner. Yeah, yeah. I want one with, you know, has the massage things going. Oh, yeah. You know, I can press a button. Those things are great. I want them to bring me barbecue shapes while I'm watching the footy. All right, barbecue shapes. Chris has gone to get me shapes. There we go. Did you get me some? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, hey, we're here in the box together. I don't know if I was a – I don't know if it's considered contraband to be bringing them with me here to the realm of the fantasy gods, Nick, but – um. Yeah, they are. 
We're always looking for a sponsor. Get on it, Arnott's. Ah. We'll mention you every podcast ah. if you send us shapes. $2 box of shapes every week. That will get you sponsorship. Done. <laughs> uh, all right. We're all done. Let's get out of here. <laughs> you can see my tears now, Nick. Can we end? Can we put me out of my misery? Did you want some uh, violin music as well? Some sad music? Yeah. Let's not go out um, pretending that there is hope and there is good in the world. <laughs> Let's go out being real. Life is not fair. Fantasy is not fair. Get over it, Chris. It's just a game. Who cares? Yep. Thanks for the fun all season, guys, says Stefan. Thanks, Stefan, you legend. It has been fun. And that's what I'm going to miss the most in the offseason is how fun it is even though it's just a game. I love it. Yeah, this is why I do AFL Fantasy. Because, like, I don't even watch the games. It's connected with your mates. Yeah, the banter, the Facebook messages, giving you crap, telling you all about Canelio. That's what makes it all worthwhile. Ah, uh, Chris. We're done. Farewell, people. No meditation. It's the off-season. No meditation? We don't need to meditate, do we? We've got nothing to meditate for. Oh, you might need to meditate to keep yourself calm over the off-season. Yeah, I think we're better. Right. So deep breath. And um, what's the next step? Peace. Enjoy your off-season, people.